Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Five minutes into the third period, Boston leads Toronto 4-2 in game four. After the first period in Dallas, the Stars hammering the Predators 4-0. Calgary and Colorado will start in an hour. Blue Jays trail the Twins 2-1. That is after the first inning. Leon Dreisaitl is the Oilers' nominee for the King Clancy Award. That is for leadership and humanitarian contribution. The three finalists will be announced on April 23rd. And the Oilers farm team, the Bakersfield Condors, will begin their best-of-five first-round AHL series against the Colorado Eagles on Friday and Saturday. On the road, it's a 2-3 series for this one. So Bakersfield has the three home games if needed, but they have to start on the road. So Friday and Saturday at Colorado, home to Colorado Tuesday. And this series is really spaced out. If they need games four and five, they are next Saturday and Sunday in Bakersfield. Some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Don't forget about Northern Chicken's brunch. Sundays, 11 a.m. until 2, featuring biscuits and gravy with smashed potatoes. Visit northchickenyeg.com. And yes, Connor McDonald and Wyatt McLeod from your Edmonton Oil Kings did get the Northern Chicken gift certificates great to have those guys in studio they got a lot of personality really fun to talk to uh having fun in the studio but they're very passionate on the ice very hard-working players and the oil kings will start in prince albert on friday boston has just scored as i just look up to the screen 5-2 boston with 14 21 to go i think Zidane Char got the goal. I haven't uh, seen it, but he's the first one going by the bench for the high fives. Also uh, in the NHL, speaking of the Bruins, Patrice Bergeron, along with Ryan O'Reilly from the Blues and Mark Stone of the Golden Knights are the three finalists for the Selkie Trophy for being the best defensive forward in the game. Bergeron, O'Reilly, and Stone are your finalists in that one. Well, we're uh, counting down to the start of the CFL season. Hopefully, for the latest on that, I welcome the producer of Inside Sports and our Eskimos analyst here on 630 Chad, Dave Campbell. Dave, thanks for sticking around. How are you doing? I'm well, Reed. How are you? Well, it's that time of year where I start thinking a lot about football. How are the Eskimos going to line up? Where are you and Morley going? What are you going to be working on? What stories are you going to be following? And I thought, man, April 17th, training camp is May 19th. About a month away. <laughs> then boom. But hold on. Boom. What's going on? <laughs> well, I'll read you the uh, excerpt from a memo the CFLPA sent to the uh, to the members. 
Do not agree to book yourself to travel prior to the 18th of May 2019. If travel is already confirmed, please re-communicate to your member clubs that you'll be unable to travel until the day of the 18th. After consulting with your team player reps, it's our intention not to work past the 18th of May 2019 without a new signed collective bargaining agreement. We believe it is in everyone's best interest to conclude collective bargaining and reach an agreement as soon as possible. So... Uh, just got real ugly, quick. And the seeds of this were kind of sown last week when the league said at the end of bargaining, uh, the, net, the the latest session of bargaining, look, guys, hey, uh, we got league business to attend to. We can't bargain with you for the next two weeks. Uh, April 29th is our next date to, to bargain. Okay, see ya, everyone. Bye. And Brian Ramsey, who is the executive director right. of the CFLPA, Former was Eskimo. livid. Live it at this. He said, what is more important than trying to find a new labor agreement with your players and yourselves? Right. So he uh, called the process disrespectful. Um, he called the tactics just, you know, just he didn't like the tactics at all. And it is a tactic. It is a tactic to try and force the hand of the players to come to camp and force their hand to sign the deal. Because what happened in 2014 now, this is different now, because in 2014, the players did say, hey, we're not going to go to camp, we're not going to play uh, and report to training camp uh, if there's no agreement. But that was like during the the week of training camp, right? Right When like Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday, right? Teams were already there at, at their respective cities. So they went out and they participated in camp and we had a deal, I think a week week 10 days no about eight nine days in the camp so this is different now because teams are saying or uh players are saying we're not showing up if there is no cba uh, agreed upon we're not showing up to training camp we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna bother so this is a much different tone than it was five years ago well i wonder where this is going to go the players in the canadian football league obviously are not uh, extravagantly paid no. So I don't think they want to miss the paychecks uh, they do get. Now, if they missed any of the preseason, would that cost them a lot? I don't think so, but I think there is some pay that mm-hmm. comes. Right. Because you got to know, how, and you know how it works, Reed, is they only get paid for the time that there's a season, unless you have bonus money okay. structured into your contact, uh, contract. But... The league said we will not hand out bonuses this year for new contracts. I think if there were existing bonuses, they would be handed out. Um, so, And that's tough because players rely on that bonus money because money doesn't come in for six months out of the year. So not okay, but not every player would have a bonus or a large bonus. That's right, and it w- and it wouldn't be until they started missing game checks. That's right, that it could really ding them. That's when it hurts. But they're drawing a line in the sand that they didn't really draw before. That's right. And okay, it, it, the timing is the most significant part of this decision, because as I mentioned, it's over a month to training camp. When in 2014 they made this decision a few days prior to training camp, when all the players were in their respective cities and ready to report, and that's what they did. So there's there's still time to talk, obviously. Yes. So obviously, I mean, I, I think this is a, a tactic to get everybody back to the table. No doubt. Um, but could we, do you think we could see camp delayed or miss? I, I mean, I'm still very skeptical that there would be preseason or, or, or there'd be regular season games missed. Mm-hmm. I mean, could there be preseason games missed, start a camp delayed, things like that? I could... I could guess that you could see maybe one game being missed. 
one preseason one game. One preseason game. Which, I think, which fans wouldn't miss at all. No. I don't and, think. I mean, <laughs> we love preseason games to talk about them and when they show up and then, you know, partway through the second quarter we're going. Who are these guys? Yeah, we're done. Oh, another penalty. But <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. And it's fun still because you want to see the new blood. Yeah, and, and the, see what the, they the good do. guys stand out, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if if uh, if that's the only tactic they really have because they can't miss game checks. They can't miss any chunk of the regular season. In fact, there's only been one work stoppage in CFL history. That was 1974. And uh, that was only a three-week work stoppage. Right. So it's either going to be like that, three weeks or a week or a few days or a couple weeks, and strike rules are different in each province too. So could you see Which we learned last action? time, yes. yes, because on Alberta it was different. The, That's the, right. The notice you have to give, yes. So I'll give the PA credit. They are much more prepared this time around with Brian Ramsey running the show compared to five years ago when Scott Flory was the PA director, and it was not good. Now, he got the players more money in a CBA negotiation than CFL history, but he got taken to the back of the woodshed. Like It was just not even close. So I don't think the players in the league want to make this too ugly, but at the same time, the tactics are coming out, and... It, it took a while for this to get ugly, where I remember five years ago, it got ugly really early. It got ugly in February, March. Right. So the, the, the state of negotiations have been more cordial and more respectful. But even Brian Ramsey said last week, you know, the frustration has been slowly building over the last, you know, few weeks or a couple weeks, whatever it is, um, with the league. So the, the non-monetary issues, like contract language, they seem to be hammering out some common ground and when i say this we're not getting much info but they said we still have to talk monetary stuff and it makes you wonder if they're into the monetary stuff now and into the especially the coverage and benefit area right if it's now this is where it's starting to get really really contentious okay well we'll keep an eye on it dave thanks for checking in i hate this stuff (laughs) but it's part of sport and uh, we just all want a fair deal reed well who doesn't Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you sticking around. Dave Campbell, our Eskimos analyst here on 630 Chad. Yeah, this happened a few years ago, and and they got it worked out. Seems a little more contentious at this point. I don't think they're going to miss games, but the league doing what it can, or the Players Association doing what it can right now to stand up for the players. Still 5-2, Boston leading Toronto. They are halfway through the third. Very special guests coming up next. This week's 630 Chad MVP is about to leave for a world championship. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Hey, don't forget, 630 Chad wants to help to get your family to the Eskimos games this season with the 630 Chad $63 kids season seat. Kids 12 and under can grab their own 10-game season seat for just $63 plus fees and taxes with an accompanying adult seat. Choose your seat anywhere in bronze or sit in the family-friendly Brickley's Knothole section. Go to Eskimos.com or call the ticket office 780-508-8500 to get your seats. That is the $63 63-said uh, 6:30. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm a, I'm a, I'm. My mind's basically on summer holidays already, Kellen. The 6:30 Ched, $63 kids season seat. There you go. Much there better. There you go. Much better. Hey, 
What about the 630 Chet MVP presented by Elite Promotional Marketing? This athlete's also featured on Global News. The video can be found on the MVP section of 630Chet.com. The MVP gets Under Armour Apparel from Elite Promotional Marketing. And this week, we welcome to the show Annika Woodrow. Annika, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, thanks for making time for us tonight. Congratulations on being the 630 Chet MVP this week. And uh, you're, you're, aren't you going to Worlds right away? Don't you have some travel coming up here pretty soon? Yeah, I actually leave tomorrow to go to Germany. Okay, cool. And let everybody know what you're going to be doing there. Um, when we get there, I am going to be competing in World Championships for Taekwondo. Okay, and how did you earn this honor? That sounds pretty cool. Um, well, in November, there was national championships, and I got gold in sparring. So that, mean I, that means I qualified to go to world championships, which is now really soon. Okay, cool. Now, is this, is this the biggest competition that you've ever won your way into? What, what about that? Yes, it is. This is the biggest one that I've ever gone to. Okay, so now where were nationals held? Nationals were held in Calgary. Okay, and did you go in expecting that you were going to do well, maybe even win, or what were your thoughts going in? My thoughts going in were I always like want to win, so I was hoping that I would get there, but just going in i didn't really realize or like remember that it was a qualifying tournament so that was really cool that i got a spot after i won okay cool and how long have you been participating in taekwondo i've been doing it for like nine and a half years okay and you're 17 now yes i am so you started relatively young who got you into it how did you get interested in taekwondo interested myself in it um self-defense always really interested me being able to defend myself along with just like fighting and sparring in general i thought it was really cool and i always liked watching martial arts movies so i wanted to try out a martial art and i picked taekwondo and what's your favorite martial arts movie oh i don't know have you ever seen the original Karate Kid with Wax On, Wax Off? That's a pretty legendary one for my day. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's good. I, I got. I would. I would have recommended it if you hadn't already seen it. Okay, so tell us a little bit about uh, about sparring in in Taekwondo. Like, how do you win a match? Do you have to knock your opponent down? Do you have to outscore them? What do you have to do to actually win? You have to outscore them. So you need to get. Um, the most points out of two two-minute rounds. So the first round is two minutes, and so you want to try and get your points in there, and then you have a one-minute break, and then you fight again for another two minutes, and then whoever gets the most points at the end wins the match. Okay, so you're never really knocking anybody out or anything like that? There can be knockouts, but not all the time <laughs> okay i got you all right so what do you like most about the sport what has has kept you going and obviously got you to a really high level um well where i go is such a amazing place and all the people are awesome but i just like really love everything about it i enjoy 
how it keeps me active and I really love fighting and yeah. Okay. And uh, who's your coach? My coach is Mr. Homewood. And how has he impacted you the most? He's, I've known him since I first started Taekwondo and just like, he basically is how I learned how to spar. Um, he's been awesome support and helping throughout my whole journey and through going to Worlds, so he's been really great. Okay. What do you think the, what's one or two things you'd like to say to people about Taekwondo that maybe they don't understand or they don't know? I would imagine there are probably some misconceptions about the sport because it's not as, uh, as mainstream, I suppose, as some other sports. Um, main thing I would say is it's not like karate. (laughs) Um, Uh, Sparring in Taekwondo is more fast speed and strength, and you keep, like, you bounce more and, like, keep moving in sparring, whereas for other ones, you're, I would say, like, less mobile or whatever, and you don't do grappling or takedowns in Taekwondo. Instead, it's, like, more hands and feet and whatever. What kind of training do you do besides obviously, you know, practicing Taekwondo? Like, is there a lot of weights? Is it a lot of agility? What kind of stuff do you do to prepare for the actual bouts? There's a lot of cardio involved with it. Um, Weight training as well, except like not heavy weights. So more like toning your body along with like making sure you're keeping a good diet and Running is a really helpful one, or like the elliptical and the bike, working on footwork and fast hands, just working on some skills with like pads and shields and whatever. Okay. So do you have uh, any long-term goals with the sports? Like can you, you know, keep going? Uh, Olympics maybe someday? What are you thinking? I mean, that'd be really cool. Um, I hope that I can go to another world championship because I think that would be really awesome. Um, Another goal of mine is to eventually reach ninth dan, uh, which is the highest level of black belt that you can get. So hopefully I can get there someday. But other than that, just like keep on training hard, going to multiple tournaments, hopefully going to more world championships. Okay, cool. Well, I guess you got some packing to do. So thanks for checking yeah, in Inside Sports tonight. I hope things go well, and maybe we'll talk when you get back. Of course. That is great stuff there. Annika Woodrow. So remember that name. She's 17. She's going to Worlds in Germany to compete for, for the female middleweight Taekwondo World Championship. She's, she's modest, but who knows? She keeps rolling, could have a shot at being an Olympian one day. That is some really good stuff. The 630 Ched MVP presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. You can nominate somebody by emailing insidesports at 630ched.com. We were talking about uh, some famous playoff upsets earlier. I, I'm just wondering, Kellen, if, if the, is the one of the greatest upsets of our lifetimes, mm. and I know you're—you know—I know you just turned twenty. Thanks. But don't forget, the New England Patriots went sixteen and zero, and did not win the Super Bowl. That's now they right. made it to the Super Bowl. That was monster. That but was a they huge did not win. win. Like that—that that would have to be considered one of the greatest upsets ever. 
Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there's been a couple of 15-1 and one regular season teams in the NFL not win Super Bowls. Actually, a few now that I think about it. Uh, well, Green, also, Bay was, uh, Green Bay was 15-1. and one. Well, thinking Carolina ML- was 15-1, and one, lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, thinking MLB, wasn't there a Marlins team in the late 90s that won a World Series that was completely... Uh, they were pretty good, though. Oh, uh, They were a okay. wild-card team, but I think they were they had the second-best record in the NL behind right. the Braves. They, they, right. they were pretty good. Uh, and, and again, this is a, a scab in this city. The 1989 Edmonton Eskimos lost the West Final to the 9-9 nine nine Saskatchewan yeah. Rough Riders. That would be one of the biggest CFL upsets. But Tampa Bay over, uh, or Columbus over Tampa Bay. One of- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon me, one of the biggest of all time. When we get back, we will consume some bagged milk. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in. The Leafs have almost caught up. They have pulled their goalie now, trailing Boston 5 4. With 45 seconds left, Boston just dumped it down the ice and it stops two microns short of being an icing. So play continues as the Leafs bring it in with 35 seconds to go. I'll let you know what happens there. 5-0 Dallas beating Nashville. 7.35 left in the second quarter. Blue Jays trail the Twins 2-1 in the top of the third in mini. I mentioned the Oilers farm team, the Bakersfield Condors, will start their playoffs Friday visiting the Colorado Eagles. Uh, Brooks uh, won the AJHL last night, finishing off Spruce Grove as the Leafs are down to the final 10 seconds. Boston chipping the puck up the wall and out. So Boston will win. Oh, was that an empty netter? Oh, it did go in with two seconds left. So 6-4 will be the final. Boston over Toronto. That series will be tied 2-2. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Shed, making what has become an annual appearance here on Inside Sports from OilersNation.com, the one and only Bagged Milk. Bago, good to see you. Good to see you, buddy. Happy to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for dropping by. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I know you've, uh, you've been on a few times, and we should remind people, Bagged Milk, not your real name. It could be. Actually, that's a good point. It could be. I should go I all in. I should have given it away that it's not. I should go all in, just make my way down to the courthouse tomorrow, sort that out, fill out the paperwork, pay a little fee. Done deal. So what do you call that? A pseudonym? A handle? Uh, that's my rap name. <laughs> that's what I'm dropping bars. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what that means. Well, it's 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 good to see you. Uh, you've you've be, definitely become a friend over the years, so I, I appreciate that. And, and uh we often talk about the uh, the team we follow, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. But I want to talk to you about something else very important tonight. Of course. As a lover of the canine species, it didn't really come out the way I meant it. <laughs> I'm just going to take it however you want it, man. I'm rolling. But as someone who loves the dog as an animal and uh, has been a dog owner all my life, what can you tell me about Frank? Frank is a massive celebrity. 
arguably the most successful hockey picking dog in history. That's a good point. You can make that argument. He was very successful. I don't have a. I don't have an actual record for this year. I know he finished How do you somewhere. Not keep a record. It's a fifty. It's like. Anyway, sorry. I, I lost you know, it around Christmas. Up already. I lost it around Christmas. I stopped counting. I know he's somewhere 10 to 12 games above 500. Very successful. If you bet on Frank every single night, you would have made a lot of money, at least in my opinion. Don't follow that word for word. And please. for people who don't see the videos or don't follow you on, on Twitter or just who don't you know, have an internet connection, can you tell us what Frank does to make his predictions? Yes, of course. So, well, first of all, what kind of dog is he? So Frank is a Boston there. Terrier. Okay. Picture that in your mind. He's very handsome. <laughs> Very knowledgeable. As sure. I set up a couple of sheets of paper. One says the Oilers on one side, the opponent on the other. Sure. I give a little preamble. I ask Frank if he's done some studying. Always has. Always prepared. I say, Frank, go ahead, buddy. Who's going to win? And he just goes over and tells me. Tonight, the Oilers are going to win. Tonight, the Avalanche are going to win. So on and so forth. He's very successful. So whatever treat he eats first... Because obviously he's a dog. He's going to eat both treats. Of course. And why You're not going to be like, whoa, you can't pick Mm-mm. the one from the Lucy team. You can't eat that one. And do you alternate or randomize where, Gotta the, switch. where the logos go? People will call me out if I do not well, switch. That was they one of the feel, first things I asked you. They, it's true. They feel as though Frank always leans one side, and so I switch. He doesn't. He goes back and forth. He's a dog. He's got his own thoughts. He's his own person. I've raised him <laughs> to be a free thinker. And Frank can do what he likes. All right, so that is Frank, the game-picking dog. Go check out hashtag Frank's Picks on Instagram. Oh, he actually has a, a hashtag? Oh, yeah, man. Frank's Picks. Oh, I didn't even know that. Very successful. I just would see it on your Twitter account. Award-winning Boston Terrier. And how old is Frank? A uh, year and a half. So this was his first full Oilers season. We started at the end of last season. I didn't know if it was going to work. He is, like I said, a free thinker. But the free spirit, you can't cage this bird, Reed. To him, it's a one-year playoff drought. Or is it seven in dog years? It could be seven. He's had a real <laughs> hard time. <laughs> like seven. These off-seasons have lasted forever. <laughs> years, in fact. Now, you personally have done something two years in a row. And this I actually question. This I'm, I, I, I don't... As your friend, I... <clears throat> how, how does it go? Like, I, I don't... I guess I support it, but I, I also don't. <laughs> Yeah, the beats thing you're talking the about. The beats thing. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like if you said you were going to start smoking, which at, I might. You know, That's age, next year's At the bet. age of 24. Of course, thank you. you. You like I'd be like, well, I guess if you really want to smoke, it's a free world. But I don't know why you're starting now. I love the Oilers. I love them more than anything. And to show my support and solidarity, I said that no matter what, whenever they lose, I will eat a 14 ounce can of beets. The first year I did this, which was last season, I was just like, okay, this is what it was. They missed the playoffs last season, went it through the offseason, and people are like, are wasn't going it tied to, do it again? to 500? Yes, it was they originally. They were below all year. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. they were, it was originally tied to 500. They never got close to being 500, so I just ate the beats. In the offseason, people said, are you going to do it again? And I said, yes, of course. How can I not? There is no way that the Oilers are going to lose as much in 2018 19 as they did the year before. I'll do it for every loss. Why wouldn't I? Smart idea. A lot of vitamin C. A little bit of iron. But there's ways to prepare beets to make them more palatable. And you refuse to do that. Well, I just don't believe that to be true. They are dirt vegetable. No. uh, They're awful. Try them with some horseradish and, and feta cheese. 
actually prepare. Make an adventure out of it, a little cooking adventure. Oh, the Oilers lost, now I get to cook. So if you get either they win and you're happy as a fan... Because I make a cocktail. Or they lose. Yeah, because you, you have a beer after every win. Yeah, or a cocktail. Okay. Whatever's going on. Good, so you get to imbibe. Hopefully not overdo it. But the Oilers win, you're happy you imbibe. The Oilers lose... Oh, disappointing! But I get to try a new recipe and expand my horizons. The Oilers See? were the Oilers Ty- were beaten, and thus I must be too. <laughs> beaten, yes. This year was about well, forty pounds of beets. You ate over- forty estimated oh, forty pounds of beets. Roughly forty pounds over forty-seven of losses or whatever it turned out to be. Delicious, something like that. All right, so I got to ask you a question because you said when you, the first year you did it, you, you said it was for every time they lost and their record was below 500. Yes. And I'm glad you brought this up because I have a listener named Jeff who is furious whenever I use 500 as a points percentage, which, by the way, is how the NHL calculates the standings. They don't go by winning percentage. If they went by winning percentage, Arizona would be in and not Colorado. Yeah. Because Arizona... So, and I agree, 500 is not what it used to be, but it's an easy demarcation point. So when you were doing your thing for the Oilers being 500, because they did get to 500 at Christmas. Not real 500. Right. So you you used winning percentage. You you use actual winning half your games, not having half your points. To me, OTLs. is going to love you. You just got another fan. To me, OTLs are a loss is a loss. You can get the pity point all you want. The beats still have to go down. Well, Colorado did, and that's why they're in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) What, Colorado, Colorado have 14? Something like that. Yeah. You call them pity points, eh? Yeah. What else are you going to call them? What do you think? Are they going to go three points for a win eventually if this is the system? No, they won't. I I think they should. They should do a 3-2-1-0 point system. I would agree. But they will not add the fourth column Hmm. because it's awkward to say, and you think Americans think hockey is weird now. There already is kind of four columns because the tie one is still there. Well, the WHL will not on the main standings page. No, that's true. But uh, the WHL the WHL separates OT losses and shootout losses, which doesn't make sense to me because it's still a point, right? And when you say the record, you're just going to add those two together. Very confusing. I don't I don't think the NHL will do that because I don't think they'll add the column. And I and I and I, I'm of the belief, like when I was younger, I used to be well, you know, you have to. Some guys played 70 game seasons, and some guys. To me, just the record is the record. Gretzky got 215 points. That's the record. And and you kind of know if you know enough about hockey that the games were different and you honor the the guys from the different eras and realize they played under different conditions. Sure. I mean, the goalies in the 80s wore Sears catalogs as their pats. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think the NHL would take it that far to say that now, like, Tampa Bay would have had 190 points this season. Congratulations on winning the regular season to Tampa Bay. Congratulations on uh, not winning a game in the playoffs. which is a, So I don't think they'll do that. I actually would be a fan of them just saying a loss is a loss. It's a two-column sport like the NBA and baseball. I mean, the NFL technically does have ties, so it's a three-column sport, as does the CFL, though they're rare in both leagues. But um, I would, I, I, before I would go to the 3-2-1-0 point system, I would just go to you get a win or a loss. And how, do you, how do you settle games when they're tied in your scenario? Oh, the shootout keeps going. Oh, the shootout just keeps going? See, yeah, what which I would rather now, do... Which they do now anyway, right? That's true. What I would rather them do is take out the shootout entirely, extend the three-on-three, because I like the idea of adding different matchups into the mix. I like the fourth liners, the third liners getting out there. Eventually, you'd have to use Jason Strudwick at three-on-three overtime. And Strudis is going to go out there and score a beauty. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like the, the idea. Of... Merrick Malik. Merrick Malik through the legs. That was in the shootout, obviously, but of course. Yeah, I, or I would just say that. I, I would just say we are not going to have ties we or shootout points or overtime loss points to expedite the tie-breaking process. We will have three-on-three, three, but it'll be unlimited. Or have a tie after 10 minutes because then fans go home entertained. Nobody there's won, nothing, but... There's nothing worse to Like, me. are ties that foreign to people? That's no. what I don't understand. I mean, soccer's the biggest sport in the world. Like, 70% of the games end 1-1. People get it. People get it. To me, I think there's nothing worse than bringing down a game after an excellent three-on-three OT period and going to the shootout. Yes. It's so lame. And I know from sometimes Rob and I talking after games, the Oilers will lose in a shootout, 3-2. And, like, people are calling in furious, and this guy's lazy. And and I'm like, one penalty shot goes the other way. They win 3-2, and you think it was the gutsiest effort of all time. Yeah, it's a skills contest. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. I just, like I said, just to me, how many games would end in the three-on-three OT if it ex- gets extended to 10 minutes, you got fourth liners getting mixed in, you got the third pairing being mixed in. Yeah. Or the stars just play more. Yeah, why not? That's what we paid to see. Pad watch. Text again. Why don't we just get rid of the shootout and get rid of the loser point and have ties again? What the heck is wrong with a tie? It's only a tie. To me, it makes sense. There's like You have a two-point two point game. If they tie, each gets one. Math works out in my head. Ed says, beets cut into bite-sized chunks, drizzle with olive oil, salt, and pepper, roast in foil for one hour, 400 degrees. Better than candy. That See, I don't good. believe you. The problem the problem See, there is... You're closed-minded. That's your problem <laughs> right there, bag milk. The problem that I have is sometimes, say it's the Pacific road swing. It's an 8.30 start, 8.30 mountain start. That thing ends at 11 o'clock. Yes. I can't cook beets for another hour. I mean, I could. Technically, I don't really have... You have to be in the morning. Yeah, I don't really have any. You're a blogger. That's right. I go to my mom's house. I go to the basement, and I write some articles. <laughs> so what? how much space do you have in your mom's basement that you reserve for working? I have a little cubicle, and it's my Astro Boy chair that I've been saving since I was a little kid. I've got my Rambo big wheel in the corner. All my things are there. My little tchotchkes are laid out. Now, who gets to claim that on taxes as a workspace within the residence? You or your mother? Oh, you have to give it to mom. Like, come on. She's she's footing the bill on all my beats. Like, what are we talking about? These are dozens of cans of beats that are going on her. Bag milk. This uh, bag milk is here from OilersNation.com. Back after the break. Hi, this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad. Bag milk. Name the band. Name Def the Leppard. Def Leppard, man. Come on. Are you going to the concert? I want to. July 29th. I haven't seen them, but I want to. This will be my 12th t- time attending a Def Leppard concert. Really? Yes. Well, I have seen many a lady dance to pour some sugar on me, and I would like to uh, <laughs> perhaps see that live. Interesting story. That is how they realized this song could be released. One of the ways they realized that song could be released as a single because it was heard, they heard it was being used by so many female performers in certain establishments. Probably doing a little market research of their own. Yeah, Yeah, probably. They might have done a little bit. A little bit. Just a touch. 
Someday I'll do a whole show on Def Leppard. You should. Instead of just three quarters of every show like I do now. Bag Milk is in studio from OilersNation.com. How many years now for uh, Oilers Nation? Uh, this was this was our 11th year. And what did it start as? Don'ttradesmitty.org? BringRyanHome.com. I was close. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah. That and was right after... you been there? Uh, I've been helping for... Eight nine years. Well, you're not helping. You actually work there. Yeah, no, full time. I've worked there. I am. A, this is my job, people. Just in case you're wondering. Five years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's ask. We touched on this a bit last year. Why? Why don't you use your real name when you're right? It's the same reason that nobody knows who Calvin Brodus is. When Snoop Dogg decides to go oh, by yeah, Calvin Brodus, I will go by my real name. So this is on you, Snoop. It's all Snoop's fault. It's all Snoop's fault. Same with you, O'Shea Jackson. Of course, Ice Cube breed. Well, that's Ice Cube? Yeah. I, I, I might have remembered Calvin Brodus. Is it Brodus or Brodus? Uh, I don't know. What did you say? Brodus? Sure. Brodus? Whatever. Uh, t- uh, Terry Bellier is one I know. Who's that? Hulk Hogan. Kellen, that's right, isn't it? Bellier. Terry Bellier. Bellier. What did yeah. I say? Bellier? You said Bellier. Hell yeah, I said Bellier. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Bellier is the guy that, uh, I don't know. Not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> probably a criminal. Yeah, yeah probably. Okay. For the people are Googling, like, why'd you reference that guy? And uh, Vincent Fernier, of course. Go ahead. Alice Cooper. See? This is what we're talking about. So you're like those people. Exactly. Although I picked arguably the stupidest possible pseudonym I could. Because when you picked it, you didn't realize you'd be using it 10 years later. Well, it was before that. I was 19. I'm in my mid-30s now, Reed. I did not realize you've had it for that long. Never in my life did I expect this to be a career path. But you've carved out your little yeah. chunk of the internet with it. Why not? So what's wrong with that? See, and I like it. It's fun. How would you describe the mandate, the goal, the mission statement of OilersNation.com? The mission statement of OilersNation.com is to provide all-encompassing Edmonton Oilers coverage. We want to have a lane for everybody. Mm-hmm. You want to? You want Brownlee to write a historical piece of when he was traveling with the team back in the 90s? You'll get it. You want Gregor to give some insider information, you'll get it. You want a fan perspective of a guy who stands and yells and eats beats after losses, that's what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, there's so many lanes at Oilers Nation that there's a little bit of something for everybody. If you cross over and you read all of us, great. If you don't, fine. We just want to be the home for Edmonton Oilers coverage in the city. It's for fans, by fans. We love the team. I'm never going to pretend I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% biased. I love the Oilers, and everybody that works there does too. There's one player in particular you really love. Talk to me about him. Can you explain your affection for Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Since draft day, 2011, I remember the arguments. Do you remember, Reed? Should the Oilers go with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the skilled center at a Red Deer, or perhaps a defenseman like Adam Larson, who ended up sliding to number four, if I remember correctly? Yes. I loved... Everything that I read about Nuge at the time, his vision, the way he played, he's a smaller guy, still managed to weave through traffic, still very effective, power play wizard, committed to a two-way game. I loved it. I loved it. I love Selkie guys. I heard you on the way in talking about the Selkie nominations, and my dream in life would be for Nuge to be in those in that trio that gets nominated. And to me, he's just an amazing player to watch. He has seen so much crap with this organization yep. since being drafted in 2011. He's never complained. You will never hear a bad word about him. 
He's turning into a man right before our eyes. Have you ever met him? No, never. Would you like to? Sure. <laughs> I should have arranged for him to walk yeah, in right now. Could you now imagine? I was asking that. I always would love. I always thought it'd be funny to have him in on our podcast or something like that, doing Oilers Nation Radio with us, because the funny part would be the interaction between us. I don't know how aware he is of my fandom, the weird photoshops I've made over the last eight years, all the swooning for Nuge, the Keep Nuge Forever t-shirts we do, all that stuff. I don't know how aware he is, but I just think it'd be hilarious for him to come in not knowing who this lunatic is that he's (laughs) going to meet on the other side. It just turns out I'm just a dude. I just like to yell on Twitter. That's it. Uh, This texture says, what? Wasn't the argument Nuge and Landeskog? Uh... Sure, sure. Settle down. I mean, it could have been. Landskog went went Larson, two. Larson was projected pretty high. He was. He, wasn't he the mid-season number one? He might have He been. was. This, well, I love this typo. This texter says Harold Jenkins is Conway Twitter. Obviously Conway Twitty, but his phone corrected it. I should, I should create a character called Conway Twitter. See? It's fun to have a pseudonym. And uh, this texture says, Armageddon it, it is unquestionably the best song ever written. Well, it is a pretty good song. All right, so uh, OilersNation.com, and uh, thanks for uh, coming in tonight, Bag Milk. I, uh, I do appreciate uh, our relationship. And I do want to just say this in closing. There is this perception out there, and for some people in our professions, it might be true. I don't really understand it, but there is some per- perception that if you work in the media the traditional media as I do, and if and if you're a blogger as you are, you should automatically hate each other. No. I have never felt that way. No, it's absurd. No. I, I, I like to think that if you treat a person with respect, regardless of what they do in their life, that they should return the sentiment. With you and I, we've gotten together since day one. You came and did our podcast when nobody ever did our podcast. Really? Yeah. No one else was doing it? Nobody. <laughs> Not one person. You were like our leading guest. You came in every other week, it seemed like, and I was grateful for it. And just from there, it kind of spawned a relationship. Well, it's been good. It has been. It's been good. I appreciate it. So OilersNation.com and your Twitter account is still banned or what's going on? Yeah, we Not are. your personal one. The Oilers Nation one, there was a goof up with Twitter. We are the bad Conway boys Twitter. of blogging. <laughs> we are the bad boys of blogging. We are still working on it. I have been emailing Twitter on a weekly basis trying to figure it out. Bruins beat the Maple Leafs 6-4. The series is tied. After two periods, Dallas up 5-0 on Nashville. So very likely that series will be tied. Twins lead the Blue Jays 3-1 in the top of the fourth. You have heard from Bag Milk from Oilers Nation. Our 6.30 shed MVP, Annika Woodrow. Good luck to her at Worlds in Taekwondo in Germany. Dave Campbell dropped by. Oil Kings defenseman Connor, McCla- uh, Connor McDonald and Wyatt McLeod were here. And you also heard from Phil Bork. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. I will talk to you at 6 tomorrow. Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.